All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I hate to break the fishing news up here, Amchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations. You're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. You might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Episode 289 of the Real Life Podcast. Nine. Underway. This is it. This is the podcast. I'm Tyler Remchuk, Wanye, Jay, Chalmers, Bag Milk, all here. Bag Milk is literally just connecting to this as he eats an OMG. Uh, while he's doing that, I'll let you know that this is brought to you by the HGA Group. Take your business to the next level. They are built to serve you better. The HGA Group. This is going to be a business-ish episode of the Real Life Podcast because coming up at uh, in, in like 25 minutes, we're going to be joined by Trent Wilhawk. Wilhawk beef jerky. You've seen them. If you've tasted them, then you love them. We'll talk to Trent about a bunch of stuff. That sounded weird. <laughs> I need to know the secret. I need to know the secret. If you tasted them, you love them? I don't know how that flies. Will, Wilhawk beef jerky. If you've tasted them, like E-M, like M, you know, tasted M. them. Tasted oh, them. If you've tasted him. them. Oh, well. I don't know if Trent Wilhawk wants people to come up and lick his arm shit. Your M truck told me to. Okay. Your Chuck, I would like to speak to you briefly before the show gets off the ground about our new intros we're recording. Yes. Now, you sent out some clips, and they're great, and they're hilarious. And I said to you, I would like probably A-plus pricing cameo person mm-hmm. to record for the show. And you said, there's no way we're allowed to spend that kind of money on a cameo. No. Well, So now... I yeah. want to talk to Jay and say, Jay, what have I told you that the only difference between me now and me having everything I want in life is $299 US away. Would you want <laughs> to help me cross that bridge? Here, here's my <laughs> argument on this. If I can chime in, if we uh-huh. have, if we have the budget in this podcast yeah. to uh, let me professionally mix and master the new intros and get them professionally voiced as well. If we can do that, and we have enough budget to get Soldier Boy for almost four hundred dollars Canadian, damn it, you rim chuck! You weren't supposed to say who oh, or I'm the sorry. price. You fuck. <laughs> Anyways, what do you mean professionally mastered? Don't we already have them professionally mastered? Yeah, because I buy the guy who runs in the big studio at the radio station that professionally mixes down the radio commercials. Yeah. I bring him a case of beer to do it for me, but I think that's, that's wearing a little thin it. on him. That's why he doesn't we'll like beer we'll anymore. For the beer. We'll make it two cases of beer. There Jeez, come on, you're in Chuck. <laughs> Improvise. What would Soldier Boy do? For a case of beer? Probably not a I lot. I invented podcasts. 
I invent. Why are you guys have a podcast? I invented them back when Here's I invented plan, Drake and Ralph. Stealing my flow. Stealing my I could, flow. I could bar advertise. for bar. I could amortize 299 U.S. Soldier Boy cameo over the intro for this podcast, an oodle noodle ad, and anybody's voicemail that they want. Right? He won't realize if you have a script that says real life that he's voicing a podcast intro. Right? If you could be like, hey, man, we just want you to like give a shout out to our buddy for the birthday. And he's like, this ain't fake. This is real life. Get yourself some oodle noodle. Happy birthday, Keith. Or whatever bullshit we give him. We now have Soldier Boy saying oodle noodle on tape. We now have him saying this is real life on tape. I don't know, man. 299 US doesn't seem like that much for me to have his man on earth. It's how you chop it up. It's how you chop it up and push it out. You'll be imagine well, Soldier Boy sued Oodle Noodle Jay because we had a Soldier Boy Oodle Noodle bootleg ad, and that the news is like Soldier Boy sues restaurant chain over cameo they made into an ad. No such thing as bad PR. That's fair. You'll you'll be excited to know we're working on a new jingle for Oodle Noodle, <laughs> and uh, I think you are going to thoroughly enjoy Excellent. what we're sampling. <laughs> and oh, I think and I, here's here's the hint. I think you're thoroughly going to enjoy it because I knew this. You were a big driver of this, and um, OG Nation community will oh. also will also really enjoy it because oh. we used this a lot back then. Uh, so I can't wait to hear what it sounds like. But I got sent a YouTube video being like, I think this might be a little old. But like, if you're willing to get wacky, this is what I'm thinking, and I'm like. Oh, nice. God. All, I could th- all I could think about is I'm like, Wanya is going to love this. Oh, nice. I love it a little bit. I'll go twice as much. Um, what about a Soldier Boy intro, Jay? What would you, th- what would you say? They're like, oh, sorry. Just working on my podcast with famed recording artist Soldier Boy. Well, I have a lot of fantastic memories in my life that are connected to Soldier Boy music. Yes. Chalmers, we could have him say something about chumming. He could be like, fuck you, soldier boy. Why'd you get involved in my chumgate shit? We can make him say anything we want for $300. That's power. I'm scared, to take my, I'm scared to take my mute off. Can you hear how bad it's raining where I am right now? Nope. No, not really, actually. Okay, good. Okay, because it oh, is a little bit. boring. Oh, boy. Where are you? You're I'm on the West it. End? I'm over in the south side. I'm in the Riverbend area of Edmonton, and it just started okay. coming down. I'm a little bit nervous for my tea time on the West End later on uh, this this evening, so we'll see. Yeah, Doesn't look good, Ramchuk. Doesn't look good. No, no, it's it's not looking great for me. Um, anyways, we missed, my sorry, what? But no, I was, was going to say we missed our our for our last baseball practice for my U uh, nine my U eleven team last night because of rain, and we have the first game of the season on Saturday at Tiger Gold Stick Park. Double header, your Ramchuk. I love it. I love it. Are you like head coach? Like you making lineups? So no, I'm not making okay. lineups. I am an assistant coach and I'm one of four, uh, one of three, sorry, there's four coaches altogether. So my job is going to be either uh, a first or third base coach, or I will be in the bullpen counting pitches for warm up. It's really, they're really strict about counting pitches. For Even for warmups now? Rest. Yeah. So we have really? to count like the total amount of pitches they will pitch in one day, warm up or game. And then corresponding to how many pitches they throw, we have to give them that many days rest of pitching. Yeah. So it's good though. It's good. Like I, I really like it. Um, I read the rules last night and like the, the, the real rules were sent to us. And um, there's a couple there that I was a little surprised about that were a little different than just normal baseball. So first, first and third base coach got to be on his toes. Yeah. Um, when I was umping, there was a tournament. I didn't ump this game, but I talked to the guy who did. And cause the pitch count rule has been around forever, right? Like if you throw 80 pitches, you need four days rest and it, and it all works out in different ways. And this team, I think it was short park. They had a kid who could throw with both hands. He was ambidextrous. So he comes <laughs> oh, in Saturday morning, guns, 80 pitches with whatever arm it was and his lights out. And later or the next day, they put him in and they're like, no, you can't. He has to rest for four days. And they were like, no, he's throwing with his left arm. Show us the rule. Why can't he? Wow. 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 If you want to win. That's a weapon. You that's will a weapon. weapon so bad that you're going to put a kid in to throw both arms out in <laughs> a weekend. That's a bit much. Don't you agree? 
No kidding. Uh, he was not allowed to pitch, by the way. The rule is it was not based on players' arms. It was based on the player themselves. So he wasn't allowed to pitch. But I remember back in my minor ball days, that being a Ricky major Rupa. thing. Yeah. Double, what does double Tommy, yeah. <laughs> double Tommy John surgery look like, eh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good one, Chalmers. Um, anyways, the reason I wanted to ask, uh, so your third base coach, are you, if you are a third base coach, will you be giving out signs like a good baseball third base coach? Mm. So I'm going to, well, it's going to be very, so last, last night, actually, it's funny. We were supposed to work on feel like, like signs for base running. We've been working on base running a lot, yeah. but on Wednesday, we were really going to key in on two factors, sliding and um, signs from the base coaches. So we didn't do that, obviously. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a real quick tutorial. Was that a sign right the there, Chalmers? The, the take off my hat, rub my hat. Yeah, was, no, was that, that a sign? No, no, no. That could be a sign. For, for some reason, I saw you do that, and I felt com- compelled yeah, to Yeah, just takes off across the house yeah. running. <laughs> so here, here there, I, I think that they're really trying to, uh, like, not allow kids to steal all that much because we're not allowed lead off in U11. And the player cannot leave the base until the ball has crossed the plate, not left the yep. hand of the pitcher, but cross the plate. So, I mean, I'm not going to be getting these kids to, to steal all that much. That's a, that's a pretty easy throw uh, from catcher to second, even, you know, when the guy's just leaving, right? The problem is if you allow leadoffs and allow them to leave when then you have to work in box and box are like a pain in the ass to teach kids that young. And also what happens is they just steal every base because the kids are too fast for like the little catcher and all that gear to like lob it down there. I know. I, and I have totally noticed that like yeah. when the kids get into a rhythm and they're like really going quick, a lot of times they balk on by accident. You know what I mean? oh, yeah. They just don't take that second to stop. So when, uh, no, I like, I like the rule, but mostly all it's going to be doing is just being their eyes behind them for mm-hmm. when they're running to third, yep. whether or not they should continue on to home or just stand up. Stop, you Wh- know? When I was, I was, I was in Peewee. So whatever that is, 10, 11 years old. And uh, we were doing base stealing practice. And my job in the drill was to stand at second base, catch the ball, tag the guy coming in. And this kid, his name was Cody. He slid in. And when his wrist hit the base, it whoop, snapped it in half. Whoa. And I went down and I went to go tag him. And I looked and his wrist looked like a little up, like a mountain, like an upside down V. Oh. And I was like, oh my you God. Still tag him out though? No, yeah, no. God. <laughs> Cause we wore like blue <laughs> Under Armour shirts and so they were like safe? tight. Well, he, yeah, he was safe, but like oh, the blue Google Under Armour shirt was like popped straight up. And I was like, oh my God, like I, I'm squeamish as an adult. I was squeamish as a child as well. And he like very calmly just walked off and my dad was a coach and he was coach Ross. I think my arm is broken. And my dad was like, what? No, it's not. And my dad looked, it was like, holy fuck, your arm is broken. It was wild. That's awful. That's awful. I would have been so, yeah. Wait, I, I would not even know what I would have done as a kid if I saw <sighs> that. Cause I am squeamish with the best of them. The yeah. worst. Here's a here's might be the best for other people, but the worst part about coaching uh, U11 like double A ball is that we have to wear full outfits as coaches, full uniform. Oh yeah, uh-huh. I got I got white. Send us photos, white yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh my god, that I have to go get hemmed with oh a jersey. My god. And, and you know what's great is I mean I'm not the tallest fellow in the world, average average height of five seven for a male average height of five, seven. Um, but these jerseys were definitely purchased for six feet. Like, like people wear, who six wear feet. one of the kids jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd rather wear the long one and get made fun of for it looking like a dress and wear one of the kids jerseys <laughs> and it fits. <laughs> Tell them it's you're in the late 1990s and it's Atlanta and you're wearing like an old school giant throwback jersey. Oh yeah. Like, Rocket is your like, style. Uh, Own it. Matt, like Manny Ramirez in his big jammer pants. I love those. Oh, yeah. Man, just sick. All right. Yeah, um, anyway, so it should be fun. So that's like, yeah, this rain, good for some things, should really green up. Man, is it ever green? And I just love that. I like, love that's that. like my favorite thing about the spring. Uh, so. I want to give, first off, Wanye dropping a Man Ram reference reminded me of my favorite moment from our weekly nation meeting this week, where Wanye dropped a Rocket Ismail reference in the middle yes. of the meeting. Yes. Unbelievable. Oh. Unbelievable. Who, who says he doesn't know football? Yes. Oh, yes. I, was, I told that story to somebody else. I was like, you want to hear a crazy fuck? Oh, to Gregor. I was like, Gregor, I worked Rocket Ismail into our meeting. He's like, I, I'm surprised you know who Rocket Ismail is. He said. Right. Do you remember what team he played for? Toronto Argonauts. I remember everything. Yeah. 
Do you know where he played college? Do you I'd, know your answer? I'd guess Bama because I know he was a big deal. I, I think it was Notre Dame. Okay. Uh, I think he played for Notre Dame. Like Rudy. And what was his first name? Raheem? Uh, Ra- no, there was uh, two. Like, there was Pocket Rocket and Rocket. Ra- yeah, his brother. Uh, yeah. I, I had a poster of him. It was such a big deal. I had a poster of Rocket Ismail on my Raheem. Ball. Raheem Ismail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Raheem yeah. Ro- Rocket Ismail. And then the brother was the Pocket Rocket. Ramchak, the fact you brought that up with the podcast, I mean, no, the retired. pocket, the pocket rocket was Henri Richard, which yeah. is the Rockets' brother, Maurice Richard. Oh, what? you're thinking of Quadri. Quadri was Quadri is was there two pocket brother. rockets. Your Ramchak, no, hey. he was called he was called the missile. Wanye, forget your whole uh, two ninety nine on Soldier Boy. How about one twenty five for Rocket Ismail? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know because I was thinking with Soldier Boy. If we had an extra sentence, we could get him to spit a bar and then technically make a new song featuring Soldier Boy at some point in our lives. I don't know if I really want to hear Raheem is Raheem Ismail rap. I'm amazed he thinks he's worth 125 bucks. What the yeah, fuck? That is kind of funny. Um, anyways, for 150, I, I he'll come on our meeting. I was stunned when he pulled out that reference. And to tie it back to the Oilers, did, wasn't he an Argo at the time when Gretzky owned the Argos or part owned the Argos? Yeah. Yeah, I think John so, yeah. Candy. I mean, John Bruce Candy. Yeah. Remember those days, Chalmers, when the CFL was like, we're going to show the NFL who the real big dick swinging is in the football game. <coughs> Come here, Rob oh, yeah. Israel. And the NFL was like, we can't do anything. We're powerless. Classic. Oh, yeah. That was great. And it just makes me it makes me think about, like, if if – Wayne Gretzky actually goes on TNT. Do we think he's going to be good? No. Yes. Oh. I don't think he's going to be a great TV analyst. I don't think breaking down the game is Wayne's specialty. His presence alone will make it cool and intriguing to tune in. The Americans yeah. need names. They need star power. He's the biggest star in the game. Okay. Oh, I got another thing. When you say star power, I just saw an advertisement for Kess's house, Ryan Kessler. Yeah. And this guy, do you know who he has on his show, the first episode on Sportsnet? It's Post Malone. Post Malone. Post Malone. I don't get it. How really? Is, he must know him. The, he must know him. I think Post Malone's uh, liquor is the main sponsor of that episode. Yeah. So Maison, I wonder if it wasn't a thing where like, nine? yeah, where Sportsnet was like buying wow. ad of this Maison 9 and was like, hey, we'll give you a whole episode of this new show if Post Malone does a 10-minute video call with Ryan Kessler from his house. Wow. I love Post Malone, and I could not think of a show I want to watch less than Kess's house. Yeah. (laughs) This reminds me of when we had Soldier Boy do our intro. How? (laughs) I don't know. Hip-hop sport fusion? Uh, Okay, well, question. Anybody know what the premise of Kess's house is? Because... I think I saw a, um, an Instagram post from Jeannie Bouchard, our Canadian tennis star, who goes on it and says, I had such a great time at Kez's house. I think they literally just go to his house yes. and he's got like batting cages and like beer pong and like a mini golf like yep. course and like all this different stuff is what the hell? What an idea. This is great. I just it's couldn't be with a social distance like friendly, person. right? <laughs> yeah. It's social distance friendly. It's better than watching yet another Zoom. Yeah. I just can't believe it's been like literally the most unlikable person in sports other than Sean Avery. And like even in the promo video of him in Post Malone, Kessler doesn't come off as like fun or like endearing. <laughs> At one point, he's just like, did we just become best friends, Posty? And it's like, oh okay, that's, that's yeah. a, it seems he's cringy. Sit- he's like sitting at the bar while Post behind the bar, like mixing drinks, of yeah. course, with Maison 9. We got to get like- you to a hockey game. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, really yeah, that's cool. what it's oh it's terrible yeah i don't think it's gonna be like yeah good content or anything i i saying that though it, kess's house is probably gonna be one of those shows that sportsnet airs at like you know midnight mountain time in random points in the summer so i'll be like coming home drunk eating food turning on the tv and being like oh look that episode of post malone is on again and watch it for like a fourth time i bet you it'll be just rerun content for them uh, Are you having or, a summer where you get to get drunk and eat food, do you think, in your mind? Well, I've been I, doing that for a while. That uh, that doesn't, you know, eating chicken McNuggets on my couch after drinking 12 beers in my buddy's backyard. That oh, pandemic or not, that shit goes down. Oh, I see. Wanye, Wanye, yeah, yes. Yes, sir. today, 
me and you could go walk into the pint and have a beer together and have lunch. Yes, we could indeed. So why wouldn't we be getting? Why wouldn't it be drunk boy summer? And why wouldn't we be eating food afterward? Because it's well, Alberta moving into phase two one year after they also moved into phase two. It depends what you think is happening and what you think is going to happen. I suppose. Yeah. Don't be cynical now. Uh, <laughs> cynical. I haven't been wrong for cynical. this entire thing, Charles. <laughs> And that has not been a gift. That has been a curse. All right. Uh, I'm going to quickly hop in here and talk about our friends at Neo Financial, a better way to spend, save, and get rewarded. Savings accounts starting at 1.30% interest, no minimum balance. Check them out, Neo Financial. They got a sleek, good-looking, easy-to-use app as well. Uh, We're going to be talking to Trent Wilhawk right away from Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Here's what I'll say quickly. The Devin Shore signing has this fan base freaking the hell out. Oh, my God. Chalmers, you won't care. Like, I loved it. Fucking I love over it. it. What is wrong with people? That signing the minimum is fine. Sign, yeah, it's a, it's such a cheap bet. It's like we signed them for nine years and nine billion. <laughs> but here's, but at the same point, first of all, Oilers fans are the best. We are one depth signing away always from losing our shit, and that makes me laugh. I love it very, very much. Uh, the only thing is, it depends. I was watching the reactions last night and overreactions on either side of the uh, of the aisle. And what was fun is you could really see how much people either believe in analytics fully, a little bit, or not at all. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. if you're if you're really really analytics heavy in how you evaluate players, this was probably the worst signing you could have done. Zach Lang posted a bunch of the analytics in the article for the announcement, and they're not good. They're uh-huh. not good. But Shut up, everybody. How's that sound? There's an analytic it's, for you. It's a cheap bet <laughs> on a guy who's a fourth liner. And if you – the problem is going to be is if he plays above the fourth line. If the if yeah. Devin Shore is above the fourth line, then we have a problem. But if he's not and he's just playing, you know, eight, nine minutes a night and killing penalties, then, you know. Listen, nobody's more upset to see a number 14 on the Oilers than me. And even I think Devin Shore is a fine signing at that price. Everybody needs to just shut the fuck up we're one depth signing at a league minimum salary for two years away from you blowing your stack. You might be a little bit too tightly wound. We're all tightly I would like wound. To clarify, yeah. you know? I, I, I would like to clarify one thing. When your M Chuck says that I am not interested in this signing, that is 100% false. I am interested in this signing. <laughs> I don't believe here's you. The difference, here's the difference between the things I am interested in, the things that I am not. I am interested in the things that have happened, tangible things, things I can see and touch. Mm-hmm. I am not, however, interested in speculation or things that are people's opinions on what might happen. Mm-hmm. There is where the difference lies in what I am interested in. Here's why I'm interested in the Devin Shore signing, because, A, if Oilers fans are going crazy about this, they are wrong. We just signed a guy for league minimum. and Is that I league minimum? I have no idea. It's 100K above league minimum. Oh, is okay. Not a big deal. But what, what, what Bag Milk said was people are looking at the analytics. They're looking at this. They're looking at that. You know what I'm looking at? I'm looking at the fact that he came in in game three of the Stanley Cup finals and made a difference in a way. He finals. played harder than guys finals. like that. No, sorry, not finals. Uh, the playoffs. He's in the future. You know that I make those mistakes. <laughs> in the playoffs against Winnipeg. Don't correct me when, when I'm he, ranting. When he came in, he played well. He was hitting bodies. He was creating turnovers. He was getting opportunities. He played better. He played above what I expected a lot of people that are better than him to play. So do I like this? Do I think he could become more of a depth player that can help us in the future? I don't know. But if we have to find out, this is a pretty goddamn good price to find out at. Yeah, the argument, thing, I guess it. To play devil's advocate, the argument against him is that when he, whenever he was on the ice, he was outscored and outshot by a two-to-one margin. Well, we're going to look at numbers. I mean, how many players on every <laughs> and, team are like that? Like, if you went to every NHL hockey team, yeah. not many. Like, that's, that's, that's damning. Like, that, that is kind of damning, right? So, but at the same time, like, Chalmers isn't wrong with what he said. Like, no, the, no, he's not. The, the guy, the guy brought in some sandpaper and oh, wow, uh, sandpaper <laughs> and effort when we desperately needed it. Uh, but like in the Bagmo's point, he's being paid to be a fourth liner. He better be a fourth liner. Yes. Is it a one way deal? Yes. Yeah, but you can still bury the entire cap hit if you send him to Baco. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing. It doesn't work. That's how safe this is. Yeah. Just bury the contract. I, I personally. 
No, go ahead. I personally wasn't annoyed by it as much as a lot of people were. It just, the things that were questionable to me is why a second year, I guess. Not that it's a big deal, but like, I feel like you can find a bunch of players like this through waivers, uh, generally speaking, but yeah. I mean, it is what it is, right? Ennis, Archibald, and Shore, in my mind, are all good bottom six forwards. Yeah. They're not going to change the course of the game, but like in a world where not a lot of people show a lot of energy, especially in the playoffs, I'm with Chalmers. He came out in the Stanley Cup finals and won us the cup. <laughs> won the Conn Smythe. Yeah, yeah, he fucking won the Conn Smythe next year. I know that yet. Conn Smythe player. Yeah. Put up nine points in 38 games. That's, our, that's fourth line a, production. He, he could be on a proje- on a projection that be it from Fernando Persani in a couple years oh when he God. has that kind of playoff run. Look He's only he 26. Did, it, uh, he came in. He came in and where nobody else was hitting bodies yep. and creating turnovers, he was. And, and that spoke volumes. And you know what? If I didn't see that out of him, I might be on the other side of this signing, just like, you know, a majority of Oilers fans, but I saw that. And it was it was a it was a bright spot in an otherwise like Brutal fucking two games. I saw someone on Twitter describe the move as quote a nightmare. Oh, my um, God. which you wow. have some soft nightmares. If this is a <laughs> nightmare, <laughs> like that is. There's I not like said, zombies th- this week. Bradley, <laughs> uh, just just to wrap up uh, the Devin Shore thing, Bradley just posted an article at OthersNation.com, and that shows some of the hilarious overreactions one way or the other. And it's just that's what I love about Oilers fans, though. We're talking about a guy on the fourth line, but you would have thought this was like a monster deal, yeah. you know. And that's what I love about Oilers fans. It's I might have given him another twenty five G a year to not be number fourteen. He'd be like, but I love number 14. I've been 14 since I was 14. Was, I'd be like, I don't know that you're number 14 for the Oilers, Devin. But Listen do you want here. a two-year 900 grand deal to be 15? Listen here, Devin Shore. If LeBron can change his number every eight months, yeah. you can change your number going into year two with the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to talk. That's the way they sell all those Devin Shore jerseys, you know? Just keep yeah. changing the number. That's how you get them. And Revenue. shout out to the other number 14 who had a big <laughs> game last night. He did. Jordan yeah. really played very well last he night. He popped a good Islanders, pesky. Pesky Pesky. How about this they were for the chatting, Islanders, too? Oh. Since John Tavares left, zero series wins for JT and six for the Islanders. Oh, Uh-oh. yeah. When they were That's chanting good. New York Saints, that was gangster. Was. I love that Islanders about game. Islanders fans. Islanders fans, they can turn They're that great. kind of shit from like a press conference yeah. into uh, something great, and it's the best. I love them. I love that the New Orleans Saints have got involved yeah. in it too. Yeah. Which right. is great. All right. Uh, we got Trent Wilhawk in the waiting room right now. Before I do that, shout out to our friends at Twig and Berries. They got a new store in St. Albert. So you can go like look at the clothing, hold it. You can take the nutsack underwear and hold it up to your face and smell it. Don't do that though. I what? don't think they would appreciate that. Don't do that. Um, anyways, the promo code is nation 15 gets you 15% off on their website, twigandberries.ca. Uh, Trent Wilhawk, a Wilhawk beef jerky joins us now um again this is real life so we don't do intros or we don't do like pre-recording chit chat trent we're just rolling right now how's it going man good how are you guys great trent, fantastic we, hot button topic what do you think of the Devin shore signing <laughs> <laughs> well if you're signing him to be your uh, 13th 14th forward uh, i don't have a problem with it uh if you're signing i'm thinking he's going to play on your fourth line 65 70 games a year then yeah i got a problem with it <laughs> fair enough you're just saying the bar should probably be higher this offseason in terms of improving the depth it better be, <laughs> it better uh, be. you wear many, argue that really yeah you wear many hats trent one of them is a passionate oilers fan so uh before we get into a bunch of a bunch of different topics sure. uh let me ask you this what what's the biggest what's the what should be the biggest goal for ken hall in this offseason what should be priority number one Two left wingers. You got to get two scoring left wingers. Um, McDavid's become one dimensional. Uh, The only way he's effective is off the rush. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, I think the Oilers are a terrible cycle team and they got to get two wingers. Now we can argue they need a goaltender. They need a third line center. They need a depth, another defenseman, hundred percent, but depending on dry side on new and, uh, McDavid to score all your points, yeah. you're not going very far. And it showed in the Winnipeg series. Yeah. If McDavid and Dreisaitl weren't scoring, the team wasn't scoring. 
Yeah, that was 100% the problem. Uh, you are the king of the beef jerky game in Alberta. Uh, let's just start with this. Tell us a little bit about Wilhawk beef jerky. If someone you know is listening to this right now and for some reason has never heard of it, give us like the blanket intro. Well, the blanket intro is very simple. Um, uh, my uncle and my grandfather started this business in 1964 here in Leduc. Uh, we're the third oldest business in town, the oldest in its original location. Uh, we've been making beef jerky since we've been slaughtering beef uh, since 64. We were, we were a full slaughtering plant, custom, custom cut and wrap and everything else. And slowly as time wore on, more and more people started eating the product, liking the product. And then in 2005, we moved away from the, uh, the slaughtering aspect of the business and went more into the promoting the jerky and the sausage. And it's just blown up ever since. And as I'm sure everybody on the podcast here is, has had the product, it, it speaks for itself. And it's, it goes all over the place. It's all over Canada. It's all over the world. And, uh, you know, knock on wood, thank you very much. We've been very fortunate. What is one part of the process that, in, of the process, one part of the, I don't know if recipe is the right word, but what's one thing that separates Wilhawk beef jerky from others? It's a fresh, moist meat product. It's not dried out. It's, okay. um, you know, we, we sit here, we get certain cuts of beef brought in. We, we cut it, we marinate it, we let it sit overnight, and then we throw it on trays, and it's in the smoker for 55 minutes, and, and it's got all its flavor. It's got all its, uh, all its um, moisture, and, and that's what sets it aside. Now, this isn't a product that can sit in a store for, for six weeks and, and, and sit there. It is a fresh, moist meat product that needs to be refrigerated and looked after, but that's what makes it unique, and that's what makes it so good. Well, anyone who buys some beef jerky and keeps it in the fridge for six weeks or keeps it for six weeks doesn't deserve that jerky because it shouldn't last more than two days. There's no way it lasts more than two days. <laughs> Well, it's, it's funny because every once in a while you get somebody that comes in and says, so how long does this jerky last? And, and I always say, well, I don't know. And they kind of look at me like I'm kind of stupid. And I'm like, well, nobody's ever been able to tell us. <laughs> we, we have no idea. <laughs> I, I got a question about your, uh, you said it's all over Canada and all over, it's international now. What's some of the farthest places you've sent beef jerky to? Um, well, see, we got to be careful with that because technically we're a provincial plant. Uh, we're not a federal plant. So technically we can't, us personally can't be shipping it all over everywhere. Oh, I get it. But, but like, for example, you'll come in, Chris, you'll order product and you'll send it to hell. It's gone to Afghanistan. It's, we had a customer up until, uh, COVID hit from Norway who would come in and get anywhere from eight to $10,000 worth of product and take it back with them. And that was happening probably once every eight weeks. Oh, when the Swedes came here, Trent, when the Swedes came here, we got them a bunch of beef jerky and they still talk to me about it. Yeah. They're like, next time, like, get me some. Next time I'm here, I got to have some. And and that's how goofy the regulations are. I personally can't send it, but you can walk into my store, buy whatever you want and send it wherever you want to. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. That is goofy. Yeah. Very weird. Uh, beef jerky for me is the goat road trip snack. Like I'm going, I'm going through BC for like 10 days this summer, like golf and different courses. And I'm already imagining like the bag of beef jerky in the center console that rides with you for the whole trip that you're just constantly munching on goat road trip snack. Oh, it's crazy. Like we get people, uh, like we get families that come to Alberta, for example, from BC that'll phone ahead and have their order waiting for them because they plan part of their family holidays to come here to get jerky. <laughs> you know, like, like I said, knock on wood. Thank you very much. It's, it's awesome. It's we're very lucky. We're very fortunate, but it is some of the things that go on are, are, are pretty crazy. Uh, as I said, off the top, you wear many hats. The other one is with the old Grizzlies of the Alberta junior hockey league. That's how we know each other through our time with the AJHL. How, how does how does one get an AJHL team? Like, how does that happen? How do you enter like through the steps into doing that? Well, you got you got to be stupid to buy one. Let's start with that. <laughs> uh, so, so just kind of a little bit of a history. Just uh, uh, the old Grizzlies were bankrupt. They were on the verge of folding, and and a group of guys got together and decided to, to save the franchise. So, phone calls went around to different people and. 
And there was 14 of us that got together in 2018 in August. And we, we bought the team to, to, to save the team. Uh, the team was in absolute turmoil, no scouting staff. Uh, just, just the sponsors had left. The fans had quit on the team. And, and rightfully so. The, the, the Grizzlies were a tire fire for, for many years. But to answer your question, it was just a bunch of local guys got together and made some phone calls. And, and uh, my, my brother-in-law, uh, Curtis Sheptak, who actually, you know, uh, everybody, I don't know if everybody knows, but in 1994 was a 160th overall pick of the Oilers. Uh, he played three years in Olds, winning three AJHL championships and a Centennial Cup. Uh, he, he says, you, you, you want in on this? And I'm like, hell yeah, you know, I've been, been in hockey my whole life. And, and uh, so, yeah, so we bought the team and, and the way we went. For me, the thing I love about the AJHL and you mentioned it, like don't buy one. Cause usually there's one or two kicking around the league that are struggling, but the ones that are the strongest, like the Brooks, you guys, Sherwood Park, Spruce Grove, they're the ones that capitalize on community, right? Like you look at these teams, they're going to schools, they're having minor hockey nights. And that's what's unique about the league to me. And even unique, and it separates the AJHL from even the WHL in most markets, is that the AJHL does such a great job of, of planting its roots in the community and building up a fan base that way. 100%. Uh, you've got to have 100% community support. And that was our biggest struggle. Like, like we could sit here and talk about the, the rumors and the, and, the, and, the, and the garbage that has been said about the Grizzly organization over the last few years that, you know, we're still haunted by the previous regime on, on some cases. Uh, you know, we, we recruited a player here this year, a high-end recruiter out of, out of the U.S. who's a local Edmonton kid. And uh, when he signed with the Grizzlies, he got text messages from people who are like, what are you doing? Why are you going there? And, and it, it, it takes time to redevelop a, a, a reputation. And, and well, the first thing we focused on is rebuilding our community, uh, our sponsorships, our, our involvement in the community. Uh, like we built a great relationship with the town of Olds. We're involved with the Boys and Girls Club. We're involved with different organizations to rebuild that reputation, to rebuild that respect that, hey, we're not, we're not a garbage organization anymore. We're, we're legit. Have we had our struggles? 100%. And, and that's where teams like, you know, the successful teams like the Fort Memorial Oil Barons or the Brooks Bandits or um, Spruce Grove Saints, they really focus on the community involvement. And at the end of the day, everything just falls into place. And, and once your community gets back on board and your sponsors get back on board, your fan base gets back on board. So now basically at the end of the day, we, our, our main focus now is just improving the on ice product. And what, one of the, one of the smartest things we did this year with, with the COVID situation, we played 16 rookies every night and our head coach and general manager, Scott Atkinson just rolled the lines didn't matter if it was a power play. Didn't matter if it was a penalty kill. He just he just rolled everybody because we considered this a developmental year. Other teams were, were rolling out their number one power plays and and you know playing to win at all costs. Well, last time I checked, there was no COVID cup and there was no banner at the end of the year. We went into a development model and we're going to be better for it. Uh, for people watching the Stanley Cup playoffs right now, Kale McCarr is the. And right now he's the best example of what can come out of the Alberta junior hockey league was fourth overall pick of the Colorado avalanche. Now he was, he was a Brooks bandit, but still as someone who's proud to be a part of the AJHL, how cool is it to look at the Stanley cup playoffs and how big is it for the league as well to have that there when you're recruiting guys be like, listen, this isn't a tier two thing. This isn't a, whatever you want to call it, a group of guys that just didn't make the WHL. Like there's good hockey here. There's players who are going on to do big, big things. Yeah, well, not o- not only Makar, but look at uh, Jacob Bedard Docker, yeah, who just won the World Championship for Canada. He, what has he played? Uh, eight NHL games this year, or something yep. like that. Uh, you know, it, it's huge for the league. It just gives him more credibility. And and when you when you got a player like Kale Makar, who's also nominated for the Vesna Trophy, um, it just shows that you don't have to go to the Western Hockey League to to develop and and get noticed. Like we. You know, here we are, the old Grizzlies, and I always use this example because people say, well, you know, if you go play, play in Olds, that was one of the things that people would kind of throw in our place. 
face. Well, you know what? It doesn't matter if you play in Olds. It doesn't matter if you play in Brooks. It doesn't matter if you play in Okotoks or Fort McMurray. Scouts are going to see you. And yeah. if, you're a good, if you're a good hockey player, scouts know who you are. And it doesn't matter what community you play for or where you play. And, and we're seeing more and more NHL scouts in the building every, every night watching our games. And, you know, that's how Dylan Holloway got discovered. That's, yeah. you know, McCarr was a huge draw. Jacob Bedard Docker, same thing. Um, the AJ is a great league. And you know what? It, it's sad because, you know, people are always so focused on the Oilers and the NHL and everything else. Well, they're missing great hockey in their own backyard. I would sooner sit and watch an AJHL game than I do with than the Oilers. And I have Oilers season <laughs> seats. And I would sooner I'd sooner go to Spruce Grove and watch Spruce, and I'm just saying that because I do live in Leduc. I'd sooner go to Spruce Grove and Camrose on a on a Thursday night and watch the Kodiaks or the Saints play than I would watch the Oilers. Uh, with that with that tie-in though, how cool is it for you as an Oilers season seat holder to see Holloway and Savoy coming up through their system here? Because there's going to be some AJHL blood on this roster soon. Oh, 100%. Like Holloway, Holloway I think, is going to start the season in the American Hockey League next year. But I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him up at Christmas. And I and I think I think people don't realize how good Holloway really is. And and then saying that Savoy too. Savoy yeah. Savoy's a one-shot scorer. And I, I firmly believe in the next couple of years, he's going to shock a lot of people in Edmonton on how good he really is. He's one of those guys where you hear about him a little bit. And I've told this story before on the podcast of going to watch him at rookie camp in Sherwood Park and hearing like, oh, he's 16, but you know, he shoots the puck like an NHLer. And I was kind of like, yeah, no, he doesn't shoot the puck like an NHLer. Then I watched him at 16. I was like, that's not even that much of an exaggeration. And by the time he was drafted, he already had that NHL level shot too. It'll be really, really cool. Um, the last thing I had written down was I was going to say you can pick one. Either you're with a cold beer in a jam-packed Rogers place watching an Oilers game, or you're in Olds for a jam-packed regular season opener. Which one would you sooner fast forward to? But I'm assuming the answer is Olds. Well, it, it, it's going to be Olds. Um, I enjoy junior hockey. I, I enjoy the speed of it. I enjoy the mistakes of it. Like, yeah. like the NHL is so systematic nowadays that, that there's, there's really no creativity where, where junior hockey is it, it's running gun. It's, it's excitement. It's, it's, you know, it's mayhem make, at times. It's, it's absolute mayhem <laughs> and, and, and kids are going to make mistakes and, and, and that, and that just creates the excitement of it. And, and, and it's really sad because people do not know how good this hockey really is. hundred um, percent. I know Jay was probably going to say this as well, but for me, I mean, you're a business owner, both beef jerky and hockey team wise. Congratulations on, I mean, we're getting to the end of this pandemic, hopefully, but congratulations on just making it through the last year and a half. Cause I'd imagine, you know, some tough, tough times, but uh, uh, congratulations from me on, on continuing to prosper through it. Well, you know, we, we've been very fortunate because, and I don't know how, but we, we were classified as an essential business. And, and, I, and I hate using that term because as far as I'm concerned, every business should be classified as essential. Who, who are you to decide what is essential and what isn't when it comes to people's livelihoods? But in saying that, uh, we, we pulled through. Did we have our struggles along the way? 100% because, you, you know, you're not only at the mercy of uh, – of, of your own business and your own staff and possibility of people getting sick or anything else. But, you know, being a, being a beef supplier, you know, what, what happened down in Cargill there last year really affected us as well yeah. in regards to getting product in and, and, and that kind of thing. So like there, there were some scary times and, and you, you don't know from, from one week to the next, if you're going to be open or not with somebody gets sick or a close contact or anything like that. Uh, we are very fortunate. We never had to close or, or anything like that. And once again, knock on wood, uh, I got a lot of friends, business owners that were forced to close down uh, because of the pandemic and my heart breaks for them. But uh, yeah, we are very fortunate and uh, we're thankful that we got through this. Trent, I just want to say uh, COVID was fucked up for a lot of people, <laughs> uh, especially had a big impact on our business. And yeah. I truly want to thank you sincerely for sticking with us during this because it allowed us to kind of keep the lights on during a pretty dark time. So we really appreciate that support uh, that, that, that you've given us for the years and especially during a very trying time for, for yourself uh, for that. So really, honestly, a heartfelt thank you. 
Well, you know, uh, no, thank you. Thank you. And thank you guys as well, because I firmly believe that you have to look after the people that look after you and all you guys are customers in my store and you've supported us through all this. So, and that's just, that's just the way we, we do business. We look after those that look after our, that look after us. And, and, uh, as far as being a, uh, uh, a partner with old or partner with, uh, the, uh, Oilers nation and, and that kind of, thing. it's been a great fit for us. Like people come in all the time and say, Hey, I saw your thing on Oilers nation or, or I heard you talked about on Oilers nation or, you know, stuff like that. It's, it, it's been great. And, uh, yeah, no, no complaints. It's been awesome. So thank you guys as well. Awesome. One last well, thing I'm from hope- me. Oh, sorry, buddy. Oh, no, I was going to say, I'm hoping we could talk about, we'll see kind of how things kind of uh, transpire for the rest of the summer, but I hope we can talk about working together again on a golf tournament. Actually, I, I was actually going to bring that up. When When is the golf tournament? I'm telling you. We, uh, we don't know yet. I know, know, I know. We don't know yet. We, there's, we there's, just kind of got to say how, see how things play out because we want to make sure we do things the right way and, and whatnot. So hopefully we'll know if it's a go or no-go in early July. Yeah, no, uh, the golf, the golf tournament's fun. It's, it's a great time. Oh, yeah. and, and, you know, and you, it's always fun every once in a while. Watch Gregor tear up as well when he speaks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's, uh, I shouldn't pick on Jason. No, no, yeah, it's we, worth we the price of admission. You can count on it. The odds yeah. of a Gregor cry when he gives the speech for his charity, <laughs> yeah. he probably put the odds at minus 10,000. You know, you know, speaking of Gregor and his charities, if there isn't a better quality human being than Jason Gregor, I'd love to meet him. Oh, he does so much. Yeah. Like he's on, yeah. um, you know, he's unbelievable. And I actually went to school with his brother, Colin. I know Colin mm-hmm. and, and that whole family is just quality individuals. And, and yeah. it's just, you know, Jason's done so much work for the, for, uh, for Edmonton and area. And it's, he just, he, he's on, like I said, he's just an unbelievable human being. Yeah. 100%. Charles, what were you going to wrap up with? So this is my, my last question, and then depending on the answer, it leads into a request. How closely guarded is your process that of, 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 of cutting the beef, like getting it in, cutting it, marinating it, cooking it? Put it, put it to you this way. Um, I, I always give what I call is the five-cent tour. Like you, you come into the store, and, and, you, you, and I know who you are, and – and you kind of want to take a quick peek at the tour, the, the process. I have no problem showing you, but you'll never see the recipe. That that yeah. that, no, no, no. that recipe that recipe is more guarded than the KFC uh, recipe. I'll tell you that. So the reason that the reason I ask you, like, I, you know, I am I, we, you know, smokers are 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 popular right now, and I got yeah. myself one. I don't fancy myself to be any type of pro, but I am very interested in the process of it. And like, I think that the five, like the 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 Oilers Nation real life crew should come down. And just like, I don't know, hang out with you and go through your place and show us because I, I'm fascinated by it. Like your product's different than any other beef jerky I've ever had. Well, so, I, I think the, I think probably the one thing I can say is um, we don't cheap out in regards to the quality of meat that we use where we're a lot of places because let's face it, beef is expensive and uh, a lot of places use certain, certain cuts and, 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 and cut it way too thin and, and they, they dry it out and all that stuff where we, where we use, where we use the tender cuts, uh, you know, we, we marinate it, uh, which is key because it adds moisture to the product and we don't overcook it. We don't dry it out. It, like I said, it's in the smoker for 55 minutes, uh, just getting lots of smoke and, and just cooking it. And, and that's the key. Like there's a whole bunch of great recipes out there. You know, a lot of great, there's a lot of different places that, that, that sell jerky, that make jerky that, that are very tasty. Like there's some that I like, uh, you know, I will never talk bad about another person's business or, or, or the recipe. Cause there's some, there's some out there that I really like just probably the biggest difference is the cut of meat. Yeah. Beautiful. Cause I love it. I think it's great because the one thing I don't like is a very dried out jerky. It gets, it makes my jaw hurt. I don't want to eat it anymore. <laughs> it's just no good. <laughs> So yeah, no, you're like the I perfect hear. product for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, we don't. We're we're very. Uh, we've you know we've worked on this product for a long time, and, and we've had some hits and misses, and and we we think we nailed it down. We get we get people that come into the shop every once in a while and say, well, why don't we have a cage of jerky? Why don't you have a 
a teriyaki or, <laughs> or a jalapeno, you know, pick a fl- barbecue, pick a flavor. And I always just say, well, you know what? When you got the best one there is, why do you need more? Yeah, famous brands don't have to go and change yeah. it. You don't see KFC uh, changing their, their secret recipe, do you? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like you, 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 you've hit the jackpot with one. Why do you need three, four, five? Exactly. You know, that's just the way we look at it. Some people will say we're crazy, but uh, you know what? We've been successful and, and we appreciate that and we don't take it for granted. And, and that's just how we do business. It's the opposite of building an NHL team. Like the Oilers have the Wilhawk beef jerky of players in Connor McDavid, but they do need 11 or 12 others underneath him to make it, to make it successful. You just need the one. hundred percent. You know what? Exactly. We, like I said, we've, we hit the jackpot with our original recipe. And, and as far as I'm concerned, you, you, you don't overthink it. You keep it simple. And, uh, and you just don't uh, fuck it up. How's that for an answer? <laughs> I, I like that. That's a, that's a good spot to end. Just don't fuck it up. Uh, Trent, thanks for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Trent. Hey, thanks, guys, for having me on. I, I, I enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, no, anytime. It's awesome. Thank you. Beautiful. I'll do it again soon. That's Trent Wilhawk from Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Uh, that, was, that was a lot of fun. Good guy. Sounds like Passionate. we're getting a tour, am I right? Oh. Yeah, Chalmers, Chalmers weaseled us into getting a tour of the facility. Well, I mean, it's going to eat tricky. Like, that's, that's a good yeah, deal. Exactly. And the sausages, man. I just the sausages eat, are ridiculous. No, honestly, though, like, I, I just – it's it's fascinating because you can go to any butcher and as a guy who has a smoker, you go, what's the best – what's a good cut of meat for jerky? And they'll give you something that's pretty, you know, pretty cheap for price. And you they'll cut it for you and stuff, and you put it on, and it's just not the same, you know? And so just to see, like – a guy who's perfected something is that, that can seem as simple as beef jerky. I mean, I would like to see it. I would like to go in and check his place out. Not to mention, I would like to eat it. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I talked about I the goat yawn. road trip snack. Yeah, no, I, I yawned there. I don't know why. I'm actually not even that tired. Um, best road trip snack. If it's not jerky, what are you guys going with? There's two things, Spitz. and Chalmers is going to agree with me. Spitz and yeah. jerky is good, and then ah. the roadside, the roadside entree or the driving uh, highway entree of choice for me is an A and W team burger. It's like oh. the only time I ever eat one. Yes, I was. I was just about to say, there's nothing better than when you're going on a road trip somewhere, Gasoline Alley, Red Deer, A and W. that's like, the elite yeah. road like, trip stop. I don't. It is number one road trip food. I never eat a teen burger with onion rings and a root beer unless I'm on a road trip. And, and when you're on a road trip, maybe back and forth. Like it's so, and oh, the yeah. whole family wants it. It like just signals road trip. I'm pretty sure the it. last time I had a teen burger was when I was, I don't know where, where we were coming back from Jay, but I'm pretty sure that was the last time. Cause we stopped at A and W. Yeah. It was probably coming back from Calgary. Either one of two things, the pond hockey trip or coming back on the bus from Calgary. When we yeah. Stopped. Something like that. But but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's, 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 I never have A&W in the city, but when I'm on the highway, it's all I think about. Whenever yeah. I go I to, uh, parents- yeah, sorry. Whenever I go to my sister's lake, which is just on the other side of Alberta beach, I'm always, uh, there's an Arby's on the way. So I always stop for a beef oh, and chip. Oh, that's nice. For some reason, Gross. and this is very niche. How dare if you? I go, if, if, if I go, no, if I go ice fishing that was for Chalmers. and I go, Oh, and I go west of the city. Anytime I do that, I'm coming in. I feel like after ice fishing, every time, a hundred times out of a hundred, I'm getting Arby's on the way in. And then a hundred out of a hundred times, you're getting diarrhea an hour after. Oh, Jesus, How man. dare no. you? How Jeez, dare you? That is, that not is feeding. I did. I heard the ad for Arby's new brisket sandwich, and I really want to try that. Actually, I'll fuck with that. A brisket sandwich? Yeah. Oh, they'll find a way to fuck that up. Chalmers. Jesus How dare Christ. you, man? Wow, jeez, this down, is Chalmers. <laughs> the a beef and cheddar, large curly fries, and a large Pepsi is an elite meal as are I'm you, driving to the lake. Bag milk. Are you the one who says you have a buddy who they buy like fifty at the beginning of the month and freeze them? No, well, <laughs> that was back in the day when I was in high school. I had a buddy because on Wednesdays at McDonald's you could get forty nine cent cheeseburgers. Uh-uh. So his dad used to go oh in God. and buy 50 of them and then he would put them in the freezer. So if we ever went to his place after school or whatever, he would just chuck you a frozen cheeseburger and like microwave and it. And then you would what? Yeah, just and microwave you would it. Like, 
just microwave it and it would come out the exact same. Oh, as, that's, uh, as the that's damning. That's that is damning. Holy. All right. Damning. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. My hot, my, other, my hot, the hot dog just barfed. Oh, no. Oh. Other high end oh, road trip buddy. snacks. Um, I'm a big candy guy, like a bag of candy. Great. Me too. I'm, uh, I'm or, murder candy. or a big container of blueberries. Just quick, fresh, refreshing, popping in blueberries while you're going. High end road trip yeah. snack. Yeah, blueberries that, is good. Yeah, you know what, blueberries is good too. But that reminds me of when I was a kid. My parents just always buy cherries. Like if you were driving to like Radium yeah. or Invermere, yep. like yes, you'd buy a, a big bag of BC cherries, and then I'd just eat so damn many of them that I oh. get car sick. <laughs> oh, you get a bellyache for sure. I just oh, killed yeah. a bag. I just killed a bag of cherries lately. What I'm eating a lot of is cherries. I'm killing watermelon and pineapple. The three of them, I just oh, can't get enough of it right now. Yeah. Love pineapple, I'm especially when you cut it up yourself. The right whole now. fresh—it's yeah. the best. Hey, yeah. did you? Did, so I was talking to my wife about this the other day, and it's something I used to do as a kid, like religiously. I used to maybe eat this like four times a week. But did any of you ever used to eat grapefruit, where you would cut the grapefruit in half, and then take a double-sided serrated grapefruit knife and actually like physically cut each piece out of its peel? Yeah. Sprinkle a little sugar. bit of sugar on top yeah. and then eat it. I still yeah. do that. I still do that. You, yeah. My wife would never, she looked at me like I was the biggest idiot in the world saying like, nobody oh. does that. I'm like, absolutely. I did that like all the time. I still do that. Except uh, if I didn't have a knife, I would just try and get it out of it in a spoon and then eventually spray myself in the nah, eye see, with grapefruit juice. So, so the grapefruit knife is, it's, it's a, it's serrated on both sides and it has a small little um, bend in it at the bottom. So that when you cut, when you're cutting, it's actually cutting the bottom too. Mm. You can clean those things right out. And then at the very end, you got all that juice in there and you just drink. I need, I need one of those knives. Yeah. Cause I love grapefruit. Dude. Okay, good. Your aunt Chuck's never heard of this. No, I don't eat grapefruit. Um, grapefruit flavored things aren't really my jam. My girlfriend loves them though, so I'll pass this on to her. Yeah, here's the crush thing. It. I'm not like I'm not. I, I don't eat like I don't drink like grapefruit beer. Or I don't drink like grapefruit bubblies or grapefruit like pretty much anything else. But that with a little 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 sprinkle of sugar is delightful. Really nice. Really nice. Really Refreshing. Nice. I, I can see it. Yep. You know, what? know what? I've uh, actually, as I've gotten older, I've gotten really into fruity beers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fruity beers are great. Sour. Oh, a good sour. Oh, I'm hit and miss. I'm hit and miss on sours. Oh, there's this, but I do like fruity beers. Like a a nice raspberry beer or something like that. Just I'll murder one. So ever since I stopped, ever since I've stopped drinking my Red Bulls, I've I've realized I'm not a coffee guy. I've gone through this whole transition of like trying to find stuff to drink that I like that's cold and fizzy in the morning that's not like super super bad for you. And yesterday. I had my first bubbly. Now, I had two of them because they were two different flavors. What is your guys' view on the bubbly? Are we fans? Are we not fans? I'm, I'm, I just I just crushed one. I just crushed a grapefruit one. I've never yeah. had one without alcohol in it. I don't. I'm not great, a big carbonated water drink. guy. I'm, I just yeah. recently got into it. I just recently. Like, I have. I I I have. Two to three bubblies a day or a bubbly like comparable. I'm surprised you guys don't get yourself a soda stream then. Just yeah. do your own bubbly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just, like, yeah, I, I've thought of that, but it just doesn't interest me. So right now I'm on the sparkling ice. I understand it's not as healthy as uh, the bubbly, but I like those. I had, oh, I had the, yeah, yeah. they're great. Stain I had your the teeth. cherry. Oh, don't worry about my teeth. I had the cherry oh. bubbly yesterday. And dude, it tasted exactly like Bix cough syrup mixed with club soda. It was yeah. like that. Awful, no, no, the man. cherry, the cherry bubbly tastes like if you got cherry lipsol. It tastes like that. I don't like that. Yeah. The yeah, only yeah, flavors that, so as a bubbly, a bubbly expert, I'll tell you the flavors to stay and work with is grapefruit. Just get through it if you don't like it. It is good. Blackberry is really good. Um the, uh, I kind of don't mind lime, the strawberry. No, the, the other lime one was lime, feel, and it it was gross. Oh, yeah. Lime feels like when I drink it, it's gonna give me heartburn. I don't know why. Yeah. And I so that, that that's but if you stay in the lane of blackberry and grapefruit, like those are my two favorite. Like blackberry being my favorite. Fair enough. I'm entering slurpy season, so that's where I'm at. Oh um, my god, buddy. 
You know what I'm getting really rattled about is all these new fucking flavors. Like, get out of here with these new flavors, dragon fruit, every single type of Mountain Dew. Like, nobody <laughs> wants that shit. Like, we don't need to Just do don't drink soda. them. Buddy, but they're taking away the ones that I like. I like a Dr. Pepper, a root beer, a Coke, an orange crush, and a grape crush. Or, and a lime. Sorry, I do like a lime, too. But yep. now, they don't have that anymore. They have cappuccino Slurpee. We have... Mm. Like, I am getting fucking, and then when you go to a place, you committed to get a Slurpee there, you pulled in, you're in the store, the Coke is out of order, the root beer is out of order, but you know what's working? The dragon fruit, the, crisp, the crystal light one is working, yeah, the Mountain Dew green, the sour green apple is selling. And you're like, what the fuck are we doing here? Slurpees were perfect, Coke. Always got to be Coke. Can't be Pepsi either. See, Chalmers, I, you would appreciate, like, if you went to get me a Slurpee and you just said, what flavor do you want? I could just tell you anything brown and you would get it. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. 100%. Cherry. Like, where did Cherry Coke go? Oh, cherry yeah. Coke is the, Thank you, it's the perfect Slurpee. Elite. Elite. It's the, only, it's the only one I can put all the way through and I don't feel ripped off. If I'm having Coke, I'd like to have a little orange in there. I, if I'm having maybe some, maybe some grape. I don't know. If I'm feeling yeah. crazy, maybe a little Dr. Pepper in there as well. But the cherry Coke, I can drink a full medium cherry Coke, like cherry Coke. not feeling ripped off. It's a perfect flavor, and I can't find it anywhere now. It's a crime. Like, to the point where I'm going to go to my local guy, who I've gotten to know really, really, really well. My You're guy Bobby guy, over yeah. here. And I'm going to say to him, like, hey, stop fucking around. Like, let's yeah. get back to the, let's get back to the, our origins here. OG Slurpee guy. Hey, Slurpy guy, who, who the fucking Chalmers? customer is there, big guy? Next time you're going to fill a dragon fruit on a goddamn order form. Piece of shit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I love it. Uh, Chalmers, do uh, we share the same uh, Slurpy shop? Well, yeah, the Circle K in Rio. Yeah. You know, every time I, last time I went in there, it was just, it was just all, the, all, the, all the Slurpees were a color, not, not brown. I know. I'm upset I'm because the place I generally go, they got rid of one of the machines. So they just halved my choices entirely. And while Coke is generally there, the other three slots are filled with nonsense. We need to start. Uh, so we have Nation Beer. Can we partner with like Petro or 7-Eleven and get Nation yes. Slurpee? But yes. it's just Coke. Oh. <laughs> yes. So yeah, like, just... <laughs> so, so like Shell, yes. Shell makes... Shell makes a nice product, right? Max and 7-Eleven are pretty much the same consistency, same thing. You're, if you're drinking it's, it fast, you're going to get more and, ice. You're and gonna, that's you know, actually like the coffee thing with Tim Hortons and McDonald's is I heard Shell actually bought the 7-Eleven old Slurpee recipe. No, they didn't. What? You're lying. Because they're totally <laughs> you're different. Trying, you're trying, <laughs> trying to pull a sneaky oh, one. Yeah, I was trying to pull a fast Shell, one on you. Shell and Husky have the same consistency. They share okay. a recipe. But Max and 7-Eleven, they also share a recipe. Here's, I'm going to shut them out. If you guys know of like Terwilliger Town Center, Max, Circle K or whatever it is now, it has 12 flavors. That's elite. Whoa. And they always have Cherry Coke. If you want another good one, uh, Subway Max. Subway Max on 170th and 60, 69th Ave also has 12 flavors. Elite. All right. 170th and 69th? That where the hell is 174th and 69th that. Yeah, it's just off 174th and 69th. Yeah. No, no, no. But we used to call it Subway Max because the subway was right next to the Max, remember? Oh, that, that one. used to be that used to be the worst subway in the city. The owner was such an asshole. Yeah. You, they, he would like you would ask him for so you would put it like one little strip of mayonnaise that looked like yeah. he could hardly get out of the bottle. And he'd say, Can I get yeah. some more? And he'd like look at you and give you another little tiny yeah. squirt and then just fold up your sandwich yeah. be like, like why do i even come here why do i come here? Not like, coming out of your paycheck bro. like uh, can i get pickles on that he put like two pickles on a 12 foot a 12 inch sub he'd be like hey man you're lucky the place next to you has good slurpees or else i wouldn't fucking be here right now yeah all right <laughs> I, wrap I know up. you want to wrap up but can we, yeah, can we talk about one more thing i just want to say one more thing i got a guilty pleasure that i am not uh, afraid to ooh. say right now this is disgusting uh, okay does it involve the slurpees am, please no no no, <laughs> I am doing a lot of gardening. We started a vegetable garden with oh, some fruit, and it oh, nice. is, and I cannot stop trying to do stuff with it. And everybody keeps telling me, don't touch it. But then I really like gardening. It's like watching that shit. So now I'm, I got this Instagram page and I'll, I don't remember what it's called, but basically what it does is it 
shows a guy plant a seed and then water it and then time lapses it like 100 days or 75 days or 150 days in like 30 seconds. It's fascinating. Yeah, I don't know, oh, man. If you guys, you want yeah. the immediate results. You don't have the patience. I do. I'm. It's so impatient. I come so from a, I, I like to hear this. It's relaxing. I come from a big gardening family. Oh, what yeah. do you What do you grow in Chalmers? Yeah. So we've got we've got like seven different types of tomatoes. That one of my paint like a painting company that I use. Uh, one of the guys there, he's uh, I've known him for years and years, and he had thirty extra tomato plants. So I took like fifteen of them. So I've got seven different types of tomatoes we've got like cucumbers peppers beans uh lettuce strawberries uh i know i'm missing something but it's all in there and and so i found out a new trick that i went to i, I was i'm doing a job at a, at a big house out in uh the capilano area and they have this huge garden and you know what they do they cut the top the water bottles off they cut the water bottles in the middle and then they stick the mouthpiece in the ground and then fill it up with water and it slowly releases the water into the plant. Wow. Gardening I mean, people, I'm, learning, technology. I'm learning, I'm learning so much goddamn stuff. Look okay, Ram Chuck, we can, we can wrap up now. Yeah. I was, <laughs> so I was trying to find the gardener. I know. I'm just so I'm, bored. I'm, it's I'm, raining. I got nothing to do now. We're not going to get to go golfing. You don't think you're going to get to go golfing? Well, we'll see. I go off last uh, night. It rained the whole time. It's going to be I'm committed. not like you. You're not built for the outdoors? No, no, no. It's, I don't. Yeah. I, I, okay. Truth be told, all the shoes, I, I, I wear sandals 24-7, even in the winter. And uh, all the shoes I own are, like, very breathable, like, not waterproof. If mm-hmm. I walked today, which we're going to have to if we play, I'm not going to be able to use a cart. If I walked, my socks will be drenched by the second hole. Uh, and nobody likes problem. nobody likes wet socks, Tyler. Oof. Yeah, yeah. The radar is not looking great, but I'm not a weatherman. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. Episode 289. Quickly before we go, shout out to uh, our friends at Manscape. Promo code Real Life gives you 20 percent off and free shipping uh, for bag milk. Wanye, Chalmers, Jay, our friend Trent Wilhawk and Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Big shout out to him. This has been episode yeah, 289. Yeah, great guy. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back on uh, Monday. Where's my button? There we go. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.